radio station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. And welcome this afternoon to the voice of the Cape 91.3. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, I'm Aslam Qasim with you this afternoon on this very splendid and beautiful afternoon in Deen. So I say shukran and alhamdulillah to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for affording us the necessary health as well as the ability that we can witness this day once again to be in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do have our honorable guest, that's our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels with us this afternoon. And that will be our program focusing on marriage, your relationships with your spouse, your loved one. And inshallah, Sheikh will share with us some very pertinent advice, inshallah. So let us introduce and welcome Sheikh to the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa alaikum and kayfa haluka. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh, very well. Sheikh looking very well this afternoon. Alhamdulillah, as always, always. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina wa Habibina Muhammadin. وعلى آله وأصحاب أجمعين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لسان يفقه قولي اللهم يا الله لا تكلني إلى نفسي طرفة عين ولا أقل من ذلك My dear and beloved mothers and fathers and my dear and my beloved sisters and brothers and my dear and beloved honorable youth and children and dear listeners I greet you once again with the universal greetings of love and honor, respect, mercy, tolerance and peace, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It is indeed a great honor and a privilege for me to be with all my mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers and children in your homes, in your rooms, in your kitchens, in your vehicles, or wherever you are in South Africa or far away from South Africa. My dear listeners, uh, we have many things to, to cover and to say today. Uh, main part is negotiating pathways to a successful marriage. And inshallah, if time allows us, we will also to speak about what we, we spoke about every morning uh, just before Fajr, wrapping up and making sure that we are going to implement what we've shared with one another in the month of Ramadan. But whilst we are speaking, our minds and our hearts, our compassion, our feelings are with the people, or rather our brothers and our sisters and our children of the Gaza. A genocide is taking place in front of the world and the world is still silent. I, I was looking for this word and, and somebody mentioned it on, the, on, the, on Al Jazeera. It is a universal shame what is happening in the Gaza in front of humanity. Just imagine this, this morning. I'm just talking about what happened this morning. A, a three-year-old girl a three-year-old girl crying and her face is full of burning marks because of the bombs. And, and, and that is not all. She's crying and her mother is also gone. She was murdered. She was killed in front of the world. And yesterday the great, the great nation, the so-called great nation, the USA, the United States of America, uh, the liberty and the democracy of the world uh, una unanimously unanimously agreed the Republicans and the Democrats 
they, they will differ on so many other things, but they all agree to, to send another $225 million extra military aid to kill our children and women. Shame on the USA. Shame on Barack Obama. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. And that that $225 million, uh, it's, it's just a, 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 a bonus or added to the annual $3.1 billion in military aid. The United States of America are also blamed with the apartheid of Israel in the murder and the genocide that is taking place in the Gaza. So this program, negotiating pathways, at this time, at this time we're speaking about negotiating pathways to a successful marriage. At the time when the bombs are falling in, in the Gaza. I just want to remind you that um, the word negotiate has got a lot of meanings. It means to consult, to discuss, to bring about, to work out, to hold talks. You and your husband or you and your wife, you need to consult with one another. You need to discuss. And there is not a better time to do it now for the sake of the Ummah, for the sake of Allah first, and for the sake of your brothers and sisters and children in the Gaza. So because what is happening, it, you, it, it must be a good reason to make a success of your marriage. I'm saying again, Wallahi, our hearts are bleeding. You know, last night, I, I not like last night, after the yesterday, a father came to me and he said to me, Sheikh, my young child, a Down syndrome child of eight years old, he has arranged a tin and he's put all his labarang money in this tin for a water project. And I'm sure that you are also going to cry with me. A, a young child of eight years old. And the, one of the reasons why I, I was crying, I thought, Wallahi, Allah is going to give us victory in this time around, inshallah. A big victory. Can you imagine a child of eight, and eight years old, a Down syndrome child? And his father said, Sheikh, I'm going to bring him Maghrib time, he and his little brother, Usama. Usama is about five years old. To the two of them have decided to, to, to make their own tin as a water project mm. for the people of the Gaza. Allah <laughs> so so this, this must give us reason, more reason to resolve all your marital problems. So my dear brother and sister, if you are listening to me now and you've got a marital problem, because what is happening in the Gaza must give you more reason to resolve all your problems and bring yourself down and humble yourself for the sake of Allah. Because this ummah can't afford one family to be split and broken up and have problems and are on the verge to separate and talaq and divorce and fasakh. These all negative words. This ummah needs now positiveness. My dear husband, my dear brother, this must give you more reason to treat your wife with more love and respect and, 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 and compassion. I'm repeating that. If you are giving love to your, to, your, to your wife and respect, 
This must give you more reason to give more love and respect. And if you are a person that are not giving love and respect to your, uh, to your wife or to your husband, this is, a, this is a time, this is a time that Allah has given us that we must resolve and rectify all our issues. And this is also a time, my dear brother, if you are abusing your wife verbally, insulting her, fluka, the lulikste van woorden, or you physically abusing her, if you are listening to me, please, I'm asking you on behalf of the people of the Gaza, I'm asking you on, the peop- on behalf of the people of Palestine, and not forgetting what is happening in Syria. Ya Allah. I'm all asking you on behalf of all those Muslims, please stop physically abusing your wife. I mean, didn't you know that the Nabi Muhammad said, Fear Allah in connection with your wives. Because Allah has placed this woman as an amana in your hands. You are going to stand responsible and accountable in front of Allah of how you have lived with your wife. You're not going to get away. You might get away here in South Africa or anywhere in the world. And, 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 and getting your lawyer and all your legal people and at the end you get away. But you're not going to get away the day of Qiyamah because Allah is ever watching over you. So, there is, there is a, already before the Gaza genocide, there was enough reason for you just not to, to hit your wife. But now, more than ever, the Ummah is bleeding. The, 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 the children in Palestine are asking the ulama, doesn't Allah say in the Quran, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةً all the believers are brothers and one, uh, uh, brothers of one another, brothers and sisters of one another. The children in Palestine are crying, When, when al-Muslimin, when al-Muslimin, where are the Muslims? When, when al-Malaheen, when al-Malaheen, where are the millions of Muslims? Now we must stand up and rise to the occasion and say to the people of Palestine, We, because of what is happening, we are returning to Allah. We are returning to the book of Allah. We are returning to the beautiful life of our beloved Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'm saying to my sisters and my daughters, because of the genocide that is happening in the Gaza, the open murder, this must give you more reason, my dear sister, to respect and honor and love your husband. I want to repeat that, because in so many areas of the world, wives are not respecting and honoring and loving their husbands, the way, why, the way they've done before. This life is all about respect. This life is all about honor. So honor and love and respect your husband. He is the father of your children. Dictators know clear that for us with snacks, we with the mans. So my school mother, may Allah forgive me for him. She always say, "As you snacks with your man, can your man be more snacks than with you?" So what's the use of being snacks? So the time is over. So, my dear listeners, as I've said, we, we need to discuss a lot of things today to negotiate pathways to a successful marriage. Today, we also want to, to, to discuss to, to the young men that are still going to get married, that you, you must tell your wife before you're going to get married, my, my, de- my dear, you are going to be my beloved wife, inshallah. And you are the one that I've chosen to be my life partner. 
You are the one that I've chosen to be my future, my, my, my future children's mother. You are the one that I've chosen to be the daughter of my mother and my father. Isn't that the truth? So, tell your, your, dear, 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 uh, your future dear wife, my dear wife, I just want to ask you, if you are going to honor and love and respect my parents, the people closest to my heart, the people that Allah has chosen to bring me in this world, if you're going to honor my parents and love and respect them, I'm gonna, I, I already love you, that's why I'm going to get married to you. But I'm going to honor and love and respect you even more. Or, or you can say it in a different way. You can say, my dear, I am not a perfect human being. Neither are you a perfect human being. And my parents also, my beloved parents, they are not perfect human beings. Along the line, they are going to make mistakes. And if you want me to honor and love and respect you right through our marriage, then please honor, always honor and respect the two number one people in my life. The two number one people. My mother is my, my number one. And my second number one is my father. You know, so if you are going to honor my mother and my father, then I will honor and respect you and love you right through my life. My dear ones, this is one of the secrets of a successful marriage. And that is to honor both set of parents. To honor both set of parents. And, and, and it also came to my mind, my dear beloved mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers, that we as parents should give this extremely important advice to our children. This issue of not liking the mother-in-law must now seriously come to an end. I'm repeating that. This issue of not liking the mother-in-law must now seriously come to an end. And, and parents themselves are extremely vital in this regard. So you must also prepare your daughter and your son who are on the verge of getting married or will one day in a year time, two years, three times, part of your training and development for them for the new life is to tell them, my dear child, my dear daughter or my dear son, you are going to get married to, to this particular person. Remember that that person has got a mother and a father. And you, I, oh, I, I want you to always respect your mother, your new mother and your new father. And you take them as your own. You take them as their own. I think gone are the, the days when we entertain, when our daughters or our sons come and come and complain about the other mother and other father and we entertain them. I think gone are these days. We rather go back to the old days when the child came to complain about the Khalifa than a crazy Nogapak. Because, you know, the Khalifa sal nie vir iets verkeerd leer nie en hy sal nie vir verkeerd gesêr het nie. And we rightly or wrongly, <coughs> in that way, we always have the honor and respect of everybody. Um, yes, Sheikh, we, we're going to have a, a short break. Um, do stay tuned. When we come back, uh, we're still with uh, our honored and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels.
Je luister na die stem van die kaap op 91.3 en 95.8 FM Stereo. This is the voice of the Cape 91.3 and uh, I'm Aslam Qasim and our guests for today. That's our honored and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels um, sharing some very beautiful and uh, advice with us this afternoon. Inshallah, let us take heed and uh, inshallah remember also these programs it can be downloaded as a podcast from our website so you can go to the voc website and uh, you can scroll down until you get to the iono and that's we can download as a podcast i don't think it will be immediately available but i think during the course of the week inshallah so to stay tuned coming back to the husbands the husbands that are allowing or allowed their wives to distance themselves from their parents or even worse choosing their wives above their parents above their mothers please remember the story of Al-Qama radiyallahu anhu this is a crucial story to be remembered his wife sent a message to our beloved Nabi Muhammad saying, Ya Rasulullah, my husband is very, very ill. In fact, he's most probably on his last, Ya Rasulullah. And our beloved Nabi Muhammad then sent Sayyidina Bilal Anu and some of the other Sahaba to go to Al-Qamah and to, to read to him the, the, the Talbiyah, not the Talbiyah, the Tahleel. To say, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah. So that his word, last words can be, La ilaha illallah. May Allah grant all of us that our last words to be La ilaha illallah. In fact, my dear listeners, I want to share with you, whenever we say La ilaha illallah, our beloved Nabi Muhammad says, Whatever a person do, uh, it's according to, you will be rewarded according to your intentions. And whatever you've intended for, Allah is going to give it to you, says Rasulullah. So, the advice is, when you say, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, say it with the intention that Allah must grant that your last words be, La ilaha illallah. So, Sayyidina Bilal and the other Sahaba, when they, when they got to Al-Qamah, radiallahu they said, they, they could see that he's on his last. And they said, La ilaha illallah, La ilaha illallah, La illallah. But they noticed that he can't say, La ilaha illallah. They then came back, came back to Rasulullah, they said, Ya Rasulullah, once it we've tried, but it seems that Al-Qamah, he can't utter the words, La ilaha illallah. And then the Nabi Muhammad immediately asked, has he got a mother and a father? They said, Ya Rasulullah, his father died, but he's still got a mother. The Nabi Muhammad said, so go to the mother and tell her that either I can come to her or she can come to me. Listen, just listen to the adab. This old mother, when, the, when she got the message of Rasulullah, she said, how can I allow Rasul of Allah, the message of Allah coming to me? No, I will go to Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allahu Akbar. This life is all about respect and honor. And when she got to the Rasulullah, the Nabi Muhammad said, uh, Beloved mother, tell me about your son. She said, Ya Rasulullah, 
He is a good son. He makes his salah, his salat al-tahajjud. He's fasting every Monday and Thursday, 13, 14. Rasulullah stopped and said, uh, no, no, that is not what I, I want to hear. I want to hear what is his relationship with you. <coughs> and then she cried. And then she said, Ya Rasulullah, he is, 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 is choosing his wife, you know, above me. He makes more of his wife. Soos ons in Afrikaans, hy maak meer van sy vrou, as wat hy maak van my, ja, Rasulallah. The Nabi Muhammad said immediately to the Sahaba, bring the hood, bring your hood, we're going to burn him up. The mother said, ya, Rasulallah, faqiyatu qalbi, the fruits of my heart, this is my child, ya, Rasulallah. The Nabi Muhammad said, now do you forgive him? Do you forgive him? She says, ushiduka, ya, Rasulallah, ushidullah wa ushiduka, ya, Rasulallah, I make Allah my witness, and I make you my witness, Ya Rasulullah, and all those around, that I have forgiven my son. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Immediately when she forgave her son, the, the son was able to say, La ilaha illallah, and then he died. And then the Nabi Muhammad said, that the curse of Allah, the verflukskap van Allah as a person, wie meer maak van sy vrou, as wat hy maak, van sy ma, Allahu Akbar. And this is an important lesson. And this is part of, what we need to tell our children, when they go into a marriage. So I'm saying again, I'm repeating myself, one of the secrets, of a very successful marriage, our topic here is, negotiating pathways, to a successful marriage. I, I also want to repeat, what I've said in the past. I just love the idea, of the, if I can call it, the, the Muslim Indian community, uh, when, when one of the children, one of the sons uh, uh, um, uh, get married, then after the nikah, if the, if the nikah is, for example, in Mitzel's plain, then he will first go to Cravenby, or to Rylands, or Athlone, or Crawford, or Rondebus, where his mother stays, while the wife and the bride is waiting, just to indicate, this is my understanding, just to indicate to the wife, my dear wife, you are my beloved wife, you are my partner, my, my life partner, but I just want to indicate, I must first go gislamat to the number one woman in my life. And I want you to have that understanding, that that mother, sees a mother that brought me in this world, pain above pain, and you are also going to be one day a mother. And inshallah, if we're going to have that understanding, then your children are also going to honor and respect you. That is what life is all about. So once again, may Allah grant us and our children to have that understanding that our mothers, they come first. Taking the hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, when a person asks, Ya Rasulullah, with whom must I spend most of my quality time? Rasulullah said, Ummuka. And then he asked, Ya Rasulullah, and who after my mother? Rasulullah said, Ummuka, your mother. And he asked for the third time. And Rasulullah said, your mother. And the fourth time, Rasulullah said, and your father. They are the two number one people in your life. There's not no number twos. When it comes to parents, there's no number twos. Mother is the first number one, and my father is the second number one. We must never forget our fathers. You know, allow me to say what I've said Labarang morning. And I managed every Labarang morning when I say it to the people, I say it with tears in my eyes. That the person came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he said, Ya Rasulullah, my father owes me money. 
ان رسول الله said your father owes you money انت ومالك لابيك you and whatever you possess of wealth belongs to your father in other words you can't repay your father imagine our fathers since we were small they worked you know summer winter warm coat they work for their children assalam may allah grant our fathers and our mothers the highest place in jannah so jamaat muslimin as i've said earlier we have today we've got a lot of things to discuss and to cover and i um, switching away quickly from from negotiating pathways to a successful marriage i just want to make sure that me first and your honorable selves are going to implement what we've advised you in the month of ramadan i just hope that you have already set aside one hour of your day even if you start with a half an hour to set aside that hour or that half an hour belongs to you between you and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allah says in the holy quran ya ayyuhallazina amanu dhkurullaha dhikran kathira or you believe remember, remember allah in abundance wasabbihu bukratan wa asila and glorify allah morning and evening or day and night you say subhanallah subhanallah now when are we going to we already 40 years old 50 60 70 80 and live over so bisakh it's a rat race you haven't got time you've you they will khrag het gedoen het but because we are not organized we're not we're not managing ourselves well you know time is waiting for nobody my dear listeners you're not on control of time if there is a, a, a traffic jam on peak hour you can't say oh allah you take this ikada umari take tarakh no time is moving time is moving whatever is happening but what you are in control of is how to manage your time in fact you are going to be questioned and you can stand accountable of how you have managed your time our beloved nabi muhammad says la tazul qadama abdin hatta yusala an arba you won't be able to move your feet on the day of qiyamah unless and until you are going to respond to four questions the very first question is an umrihi your lifetime how did you spend your time that is going to be the first question and the second question is how did you spend also a portion of your time when you were part of the youth since the day you became mukallaf 13 14 15 years old until 40 years that time when allah has given you so much strength and energy what did you do with that time So my dear listeners put a, an hour aside to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I just want to repeat what I've said in case you've forgotten so that you can make a note of it make sure that you say every day a hundred times la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahul mulku walahul hamdu yuhyi wa yumit wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir I'm just reminding because we're wrapping up uh, and summa- summarizing the whole Ramadan So they make make sure from here until next Ramadan we are going to have a much better life. The success of the Ramadan is not you fasting every day in the month of Ramadan and reading so much Quran in the month of Ramadan and fearing Allah in the month of Ramadan. Like we say about Hajj. Hajj is not about only about you being on Arafat and you've been on Mina and Muzdalifah and you've been in Medina and you tawaf the Baitullah and Allah has forgiven all your sins. The Hajj is more about when you come back from Hajj. How are you going to live? That is the success of your Hajj. In fact, it is clear in the Hadith that the sign that the person that Allah has given him a Hajj Mabrur, when he comes back from 
from Hajj. He's a total changed person. He's a much better person. He's closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the success of Ramadan is not what only what you've done in the month of Ramadan. And how, how many khatams you've read in the Quran. And how much did you fear Allah in the month of Ramadan. It's more about the 11 months to the next Ramadan. Have you changed? Those people who wear a scarf and long dresses only in the month of Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan, there's no more scarf. That is not a sign of success. If you've, if you've made salah, you five times salah in the month of Ramadan, and now after the month of Ramadan, you only make maghrib or three waqs, then you haven't been successful, but there's still time to change. So that is why, you know, uh, uh, it's a good thing that Rasulullah said to us, مَنْ صَامَ رَمَضَانَ ثُمَّ أَتْبَعُوا بِسِكْتِ مِنْ Whosoever fasts the month of Ramadan and it follows it up, with the six days of Shawwal. You know, the, the wisdom in that is, we're not talking only, only about the reward, because Rasulullah said, if you do it, then Allah will give you the reward of a person that has fasted the whole year. But it's not only to do that, it is to keep up the momentum, because coming from an high, you know, you were so high in spirit, and in spirituality, and so going down, so that the, the six days of Shawwal, keeps up the momentum it keeps up the momentum it keeps up that high spirituality that you have been uh, you've been involved with in the month of ramadan and we, we also want to say to because this question is always asked in this difference about about, about the ulama the friends what the khayt khat kan la puasa kan data and so as near it what he says that one of the ulama sheikh sha'rawi in egypt he says yes if Rawans mutat puasa, Allah can assist the puasa in niya, and Allah khat fulla khidai bilwanin. As I'm saying, there are difference of opinion, and I seem to to lean with that opinion that uh, the, the because the Rawans are so unfortunate that Allah can puasa for sikradani, and no can Allah no khidai. They assist the akhirini of Allah extra. Now I am with that opinion, inshallah, and Allah knows best. Allah knows best. So, uh, my dear listeners, once again, Sheikh, there is um, if we can just. Um, yeah. If you perhaps want to comment on this on this one SMS, and it speaks about the scarf as well, where the the, the lady says she, she can just mention about the hijab too. She says I have a wonderful daughter-in-law, but she still does not dress Islamically, mm-hmm. and she neither wears hijab, not even in the month of Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Allah have mercy on all of us. She says. Yeah, my my response uh, to that uh, beloved mother and concerned mother will be uh, like the words of the Quran. Allah says, Udu'u ila sabili rabbika bil hikmati wal mawidatil hasana. Call unto Allah with wisdom and with beautiful words and beautiful warnings. So that will be my advice that uh, that beloved mother or mother in law have, have spent, you know, uh, some extra time and beautiful words and wisdom and, and not be in a hurry. Inshallah, even if it's going to take a month or three months or six months or even a year or even two years for that daughter, inshallah, to, 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 to realize the importance of wearing hijab, then she should do it that way. You know, And it's all about, you know, uh, relationships. You know, I one of the things that I've listened, uh, that I've learned in the month of Ramadan, a person that I was, uh, uh, not distance, but we were not so close, but in the month of Ramadan, because of me and him um, talking to one another, uh, I didn't realize that uh, um, I, I, I love this person even more because I know more about him and the way he speaks to me. You know, and, 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 and that will happen, inshallah, also with that daughter, inshallah, that with beautiful words mm. and with kindness and beautiful character 
and saying to that daughter, I always make to ask for you, and you are very special to me and very close to me. And in between, you know, uh, inshallah, to talk about the hijab, Allah will grant, inshallah, with, with that type of intention that uh, uh, she will, inshallah, one day uh, be uh, a person that fu- have, have, you know, that scarf or that fully hijab on, on her, inshallah. Yes, I mean. Shukran very much. We're going to go quickly for our uh, ad break, uh, but uh, do stay tuned. We still have our honored guests with us. So, up until the word, inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. Welcome back to our program and uh, as per usual we're taking a look at advice and that's given by our honoured and beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriel's with us this afternoon. Definitely stay tuned and as per usual this is our Sunday program. Taking a look at relationships and then also um, advice for us on a on a general level as well. So we'll allow Sheikh to continue and uh, Sheikh will be with us up until about five minutes before one. Inshallah. Inshallah. My dear listeners, um, this this uh, talk this morning is very special. It's just not uh, just another talk. Today is a special day, and and uh, I, I hope that you're going to make note of whatever I'm going to say now. Uh, for that hour that you're going to set aside, you you are going to see the difference in this life. You're going to see the difference in the qabr, and more especially, you're going to see the difference if you're going to put that one hour aside. You're definitely going to see the difference the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah because Rasulullah said. Sabakal Mufarridun. The Mufarridun are right in front. And then they ask, Ya Rasulullah, who are the Mufarridun? The Nabi Muhammad said, Those men and women that remembered Allah in abundance. Allahu Akbar. So uh, we finish the word of the La ilaha illallah wahda wa la sharika la lahul mulku wa lahul hamdi yuhyi wa yumit wa huwa ala kulli shayn qadir. You don't leave it alone for anything in this world. Because Rasulullah said that if you do it a hundred times, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala write down for you as if you have done a hundred great, great good deeds. And Allah will wipe out a hundred of your major sins. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will write down for you as if you have freed ten slaves of the children of Nabi Ismail. And the shaitan won't be able to touch you, do you any harm for the whole day. And listen to the last one. وَلَمْ يَأْتِ أَحَدٌ أَفْضَلَ مِنُهُ And nobody in the world does better than you except for the person that does it more than a hundred times. And then also in, in that hour, you, you minimum say a hundred times, أَسْتَغْفِرُ astaghfirullah. Oh, oh Allah, I ask you forgiveness. I was so impressed with my nephew, Sheikh Muhammad Qasim Gabriel, when he was on radio, Voice of a Kip, and he explained what is the meaning of astaghfirullah. Astaghfirullah means, Oh Allah, display the best and the purest from you to me. And oh Allah, uh, cover my sins, you know, cover my, high, conceal my wrongdoings in this world. And the day of Qiyamah, overlook my wrongdoings. That is the meaning of Astaghfirullah. So say it a hundred times. I want to remind you quickly, because our time is limited. As I've said, uh, there are so many things that we want to say today. Uh, uh, just re- please remember this hadith, and if you can write it down some way, and I can share it with you, I've got it on my cupboard, pa- paste it on. And if, if I lie on my bed, I see it. This hadith of Rasulullah Whosoever continuously and consistently asks Allah forgiveness Allah will remove all your worries and your concerns And Allah will see to all your difficulties 
and Allah will give you rizq, sustenance. Yeh sa leave it wafran kum So please believe in the words of Rasulullah So that must be part of our hundred times, two hundred times, five hundred times. Astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah. And say it with meaning out of your heart. Oh Allah, display to me the best and the purest from you. And oh Allah, hide and conceal my wrongdoings and forgive me and oversee my shortcomings and my wrongdoings the day of your Malkiyama. And then also, Jamaat Muslimin, imagine the Nabi Muhammad said to Abu Dhar, Abu Dhar, do you know which of the words are the most beloved to Allah? And then Nabi Muhammad said, Inna ahabb al-kalam Allah." Indeed, the most beloved words to Allah is, Subhanallahi wa bihamdihi. Please remember that, my dear listeners. It must be part of our hour every day. So for, for minimum, so say, a hundred times, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Subhanallah al-Azim. And you can say it with a kapsa lagu, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Subhanallah al-Azim. And then also, Jamaat Muslimin, and especially while we are in the time of the Gaza, Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran that Nabi Yunus alayhi salam, Allah explained to us he was in the belly of the whale in the darkest part of the ocean, in the darkest part of the night, in the dark part of inside the whale. And he said, La ilaha illa anta. He, he spoke directly to Allah. Oh Allah, there's no one that has got the right to be worshipped except illa anta you. He spoke directly to Allah. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka. Glory be to you. Inni kuntu min al-zalimin. I was of the wrongdoers. Nabi Yunus it is so haram The wrong that he's referring to, he was calling his people for years, for hundreds of years to Allah, and they didn't want to listen to him. And then they he left them. And that is the wrong that he's referring to. Allah says, and we saved him, mu'minin. And likewise we will help and save the Muslimin. When they are in difficulty, when they read, La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntum nadalimin. So, for what is happening in the Gaza, I'm asking you and I'm appealing to you, my dear listeners, to say these words every day with the niyyah, with the intention that Allah bring help and save the people of the Gaza, inshallah. Also, my dear listeners, it must be part of our, of that hour that we say uh, at the minimum a hundred times. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. There are diff- different forms of putting salawat on the Nabi Muhammad You can say the short version, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Or you can say the Salatul Ibrahimiyya, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Kama sallayta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ala Sayyidina Ibrahim. Wabarik ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad. Kama barakta ala Sayyidina Ibrahim wa ala ala Sayyidina Ibrahim fil alamin innaka hamidu majid. And just as a reminder, that is the best way to put salawat on the Nabi Muhammad Because the Sahaba came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, we know how to give salam on you. To say, Assalamu alaikum Ya Rasulullah. But how, how to be put salah on you? So the Nabi Muhammad said, the best way to is that Salatul Ibrahimiyya. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad until the end. My dear listeners, the dua is the essence of ibadah. In that hour, make love of dua. I've reminded in the month of Ramadan 
you know, and it is a fact. If you make that dua that was made by Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam and recorded in the Quran, Rabbi ja'alni muqeem as-salati, oh Allah, make me steadfast in the salah, Rabbi ja'alni muqeem as-salati wa min dhurriyati, and of my progeny, my kinnis and my clinkiness and my great-great-grandchildren, amul wat nukhan kum, maakfal amul standfastag. If you make that dua, make that dua with that intention. Whoever is going to come from, from you as your progeny, you know, I was sent a beautiful message that any person that makes that dua, Allah will grant your children. You don't need to remind them every time. They out of themselves, because of the barakah of the dua that you've made for them, they out of themselves will be eager to make this salah. Alhamdulillah. Rabbi ja'alni muqeem as-salati wa min dhurriyati rabbana wa tuqabbal dua. Also, you can't forget to make in that hour or whole day or every after of after every waqt you make dua for your parents rabbi ghfirli waliwalidayya oh allah forgive me and my beloved parents warhamhuma kama rabbayani saghira and have mercy on them the way they had mercy on me when i was still a small child and dear listeners i want to remind again if you can't say it in arabic if you can't remember in arabic say it in afrikaans say it in english oh allah forgive for me and my beloved ones and we say, Yammer in genadig met my ouwers, Ya Allah, you are the most gracious, you are the most merciful. Soos my ouwers gewisse, Yammer in met my, to ek maar nog baie by klein gewisse. And then, before we can conclude, the dua, Allah ma ja'alna min al-muttaqeen, O Allah maak vir my van die muttaqeen, O Allah grant me the honor and the privilege to be of the muttaqeen. Allah ma ja'alni min al-salihin, O Allah grant me to be of the salihin. So, Jamaat Muslimin, in the last two minutes, I just want to go quickly, to again to the Gaza and to motivate you that Alhamdulillah we have applied to um, to have the march on the 9th of August next Saturday and the plan is and the intention is for the sake of Allah and then for our brothers and sisters in the Gaza and for our brothers and sisters in the whole of Palestine who have been suffering for more than 60 years the intention is to have this as the biggest march ever in South Africa. The biggest march was 90,000 when President Mandela was released. We intend this one to be 150,000, 200,000, quarter million, and may Allah grant even more. And it can happen if, as I am now so eager to tell you that you are going to tell your family, your friends, you can even phone your friends in all over South Africa, in Bloemfontein, in Kimberley, in Durban, in Port Elizabeth, East London, Johannesburg, Pretoria, invite them because there are a lot of people already and they've planned to come from this part of the world to, 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 to be part of history, to be part of history. History, in other words, being part of the biggest march ever in South Africa. And, and so many people are asking, what's the benefit of a benefit of marching? Oh, there are so many benefits. One of the great benefits, wallahi, in the last march that we had 40,000 people. The people in Gaza, was they were so happy. Wallahi, they were so happy. Our friends of the Gaza, you know, me and myself and Mullah Ehsan, we have been uh, three times, four times in Gaza. So we have got contact with the people of the Gaza. They told us, Wallahi, and I cried when I heard it. The people of the Gaza, they were so happy. Now that is one of the benefits of, of being in the march. I also hear here and around some people and some scholars and some leaders or Molanas or Imams or Sheikhs are negative about the march. And they say they are, they are in the mingling of sexes. Like Abdul, uh, um, 
uh, Abdul Hafid Makki from Makkah, he says, in the, in, around the Baytullah, in the holiest place of the world, people allowed men and women to tawaf the Baytullah. When people walk from Arafat, does Allah says in the Quran, or Rasulullah says in the Hadith, the Mansbutian can look and unfroze, and they are all walking together from Arafat to Muzdalifah and to Mina. They are tawafing the Baytullah. And we are saying we're not allowed to march men and women together. Astaghfirullah. Is there any person that tawaf the Baytullah with the evil intention to touch a woman? Or taw- coming from Arafat? Is there any person that going to march for Palestine and for, uh, for Masjid Aqsa and for Gaza and comes with the intention to mix with sexes? There's no person. If there are one or two or three, so Jamaat Muslimin, Wallahi, I'm sitting here in the studio and if, you can, if I can take out my heart and go on my knees to make sure that all of you are going to be there, inshallah, we will give information and I'm sure Voice of the Kip is going to announce it whole week, inshallah, and I'm sure they're going to have a jingle to encourage everybody, inshallah, to be there, inshallah, may Allah grant that our march and Saturday is going to be the biggest march ever, inshallah, and it's going to be part of the victory for the people in the Gaza and Palestine. Once again, it was an honor and a privilege me to speak to you, and I love you all for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I greet you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh, and definitely indeed an honor for us to have our beloved Sheikh Ibrahim Gabriels with us on the voice of the Cape as usual. I see that there's been quite a few um, SMSs there, able to get through it, but inshallah um, we will call on to it. Our time is up. Um, our time we need to end off now so inshallah have a splendid day and do not forget that march next weekend saturday that's the 9th of august starting at 11 a.m sure 11 a.m see you all there inshallah assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh